Okay, we're going to look at the story that you're very familiar with about when Solomon asked God for wisdom, as it's recorded in 1 Kings chapter 3, and we're going to read from verse 3 on through verse 15, and that's where we're going to be. But there's all kinds of verses in the Bible, especially in the Proverbs and in in other places, that talks about asking for wisdom, needing wisdom, and we're challenged here to be wise and not be like fools or anything. And here we have a story, we have an example, when Solomon asked God for wisdom, and we see where God is very pleased with this. Keep in mind this verse that's found in James, James 1.5. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally, and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Amen? So that's a promise that God makes to us. Let's begin here in verse 3. It says, And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in his statutes of David, his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. Clearly, Solomon loved the Lord. It it, uh, explicitly says that Solomon loved God. No doubt about it. And it makes reference here to David. I think a lot of things, the favor that fell upon Solomon was a result of his father. We know the, that David was a man after God's own heart. We know something of the relationship between David and God. It was a special relationship. Even God, even David, you know, he was imperfect and he failed miserably. But man, he was always quick to return back to God in repentance and things like this. And that's what God loved about him. I mean, I mean, when he was busted, uh, he was busted and he was broken over sin and things like that. And so I think a lot of the favor that Solomon found with the Lord, even though Solomon himself, he he loved God, he loved God, but his he, he wasn't perfect either. One of the things he says here in that first verse we read, verse three, is that, you know, he did it, you know, he, things are good. He walked in the statues of David, his father, but he made sacrifice and burnt and burnt incense in high places and those What that's referring to are these high places were like pagan altars or pagan worship places. And so uh, Solomon, you know, messed up somewhere. And you also see like in verses previous to this where he he um, married, he he entered into an unwise marriage. And it was all kind of like a political arrangement kind of thing. But these this kind of a thing would plague Solomon later. And he he took on many wives and concubines and and things like this, and they managed to pull his heart away uh, from God, and and he established other kind of uh, high places and altars to pagan gods uh, for these women that he was taking in and stuff. So man, for a guy as wise as he is, he did a lot of unwise things, but yet we're told that he was he was the wisest person to to ever live, but his wisdom isn't of himself it's a wisdom that comes from god but uh, and that's what we want to get there out of verse uh, out of verse three and then in verse four it says and the king went to gibeon to sacrifice there for that was the great high place a thousand burnt offerings did solomon offer upon the altar and so here this is 
this is God. This is Solomon making offerings to God. Now, this isn't the pagan sacrifices or anything. This is him. Him. He loves God. He's making sacrifice to God. He's made a, a, a very uh, great sacrifice. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon uh, the altar uh, to God. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. First thing I want to point out is that God appeared to Solomon in a dream. The Lord will sometimes speak to us through dreams. Now, we're not supposed to speak those dreams. The prophet Jeremiah warns us a lot about that. I think like in Jeremiah 24 that we're not supposed to be uh, speaking dreams. He says, let those who have dreams, you know, preach their dreams. But you who have the word of God, you know, you preach the word of God, you preach repentance. But there's plenty of examples in scripture where God uses dreams uh, to speak to people. And most of the time, in fact, most every time, that uh, the Lord used a dream to speak to someone, it's in the, it's always a warning. There's a warning involved in it. You know, like, for example, Joseph was given a dream after Jesus was born. Uh, Joseph was, was uh, spoken to in a dream not to go back the way th- through Herod, but go around, you know, to Egypt and everything to avoid passing through Herod because Herod was out to kill the baby and everything and so i always look at um, uh, there's a difference between uh, visions and dreams visions is often like short little things that it, you just kind of see it and it's kind of um, f- f- uh, looking toward the future but it doesn't necessarily mean things are going to turn out like that when it comes to dreams if there's always a warning in it and so what i see when i see this and you know we read it and it sounds all good and everything there's a warning here, and I think you're going to see Solomon. He's going to see the the fear. He's going to he's going to have a little, uh, a little a bit of a of a uh, just a oh Lord, <laughs> you know. He, he, I think he just feels the weight of all of this, and there's a warning in it for him. It doesn't explicitly say that, but if you kind of keep that in mind as you're reading the next verses, you can see where Solomon gets it. He says, you know, he knows. He knows there's a warning given to him in this dream. But uh, he's given this dream by night, and God said to him, Ask what I shall give thee. Ask, what do you want from me? What do you want? Ask. And doesn't the Lord do the same thing uh, for us? Uh, I want to read a couple of verses to you. Listen to this verse out of Matthew. Matthew chapter 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Ask, seek, knock. You've heard those verses. For every one that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and he that knocketh, it shall be open. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Think about that. 
God asked Solomon, what do you, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want? Just ask. God gives us the same invitation all the time. And of course we hear those. And I believe this, you know, you ask, ask, seek, knock, you know, you ask, you seek for it, you, you know, you knock and you, and you, and he promises to give if, if you give. And the thing is, uh, you know, of course, you know, as Baptists, we have to qualify everything, you know, it's got to be in his name, you know, his will be done and all of that. <clears throat> well, that's the kind of the thing, the fear thing that we need to kind of be keeping in mind. <clears throat> as well uh, and he's going to warn us of that there's another verse here in Matthew look at uh, chapter 21 verse 21 Matthew 21 verse 21 Jesus answered and said unto them verily I say unto you if you have faith and doubt not ye shall not only do these which have which is done to the fig tree but also if ye shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Amen. Now here's the thing. Do you believe that stuff? I mean, I'm full crazy enough to believe it. I, you have to believe that every prayer you offer up, the Lord hears. And every prayer that you offer up, that he answers. And it may not be an immediate response or immediate answer. And I don't know when it's going to come about, you know. And, of course, we need to be praying, seeking the face of God, seeking the will of God. You know, we need to be praying in Jesus' name and things like this. But he makes these promises to us about prayer. And I believe in prayer. I believe in miracles. I believe what the Word of God says. And when I pray, I pray believing. And so we need to be doing... Uh, we need to be doing the same thing. He just comes up and says, ask what I shall give thee. God does the same thing to us. Ask, ask, and it shall be given thee. Now let's see what else he says here in verse six, back over to first Kings chapter three, verse six. And Solomon said, thou hast showed unto thy servant, David, my father, great mercy, according as he uh, walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee and thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to set on his throne as it is this day and this is solomon recognizing this is this has something beyond even him he knows of the relationship that his father david had with god and he sees the, the, the favor of God was upon David. You see what I'm saying? And, uh, and so a lot of what God is doing here, Solomon recognizes that um, uh, a lot of this is because of just how a part of it has to do with just David's walk with the Lord. And now this responsibility has been given him. David is no longer going to be king. He's, he's now his son Solomon is going to be made king. But I mean, they, uh, Solomon, he senses all this. He knows all of this. And he can feel the weight of all of this. But, um, but, he's, but he says, now that you're going to make me king. And then verse 7. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out and come in. And thy servants 
And thy servant is in the midst of the people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Uh, first thing he recognizes is just his inadequacy to do the calling, the thing in which God has chosen him for. And we need to be about that. You know, we need to have we need to have some humility. <coughs> Excuse me. We need to have humility when it comes uh, to to God and and uh, uh, just believing in 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 things like that, you know, recognizing these type of of things. But he he first thing he notices and in, is his inadequacy to do things. But the crazy thing is that's what God uses. That's how God uses you. That's how God uses uses me. He takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. <laughs> you know, he takes the weak things. And uh, and that's where God's going to get all all the glory. And so Solomon knows this. I, I'm not smart enough for this. I don't have the wisdom needed uh, for this. And he recognizes it as his inadequacy. And we need to be about doing the same thing. Whatever God has called you to do, you're never going to feel like you're prepared for it. But you're going to have to trust God. And he says this. He recognizes something. And he says, And thy servant is in the midst of the people which thou hast chosen. And he's talking about the, 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 the Hebrew people, the Jewish people. They were God's chosen people. God's chosen people, you know, and through them, the, the, the world is going to be blessed and God has chose them. And then he comes along and he chooses Solomon to, to be their king. And I think about that for a moment and see the same thing happens, happens to us. It comes all the way down to us and we've been chosen in Christ, you know, through the cross and uh, and so in Christ, when we place our faith in Christ, w- you know, we can count ourselves among uh, the chosen as well. And there's a calling upon our life. There's a, a work to be done. There's a task to be done. How are you going to be able to do this? And we're supposed to bless the multitude, you know, through us. You know, we're supposed to uh, bless the world. And so I think of things like that. And uh, David recognizes this. He said, not only are the people chosen, you've called me to this great task, these chosen people, but Solomon says, you know, you've chosen me (laughs) of, of all these people. You've chosen me to be their king. Give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart. Verse 9, give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord and Solomon that Solomon had asked this thing. Amen. He just flat out says, okay, this is beyond me. I'm going to need supernatural divine wisdom here. He says, God, just give me understanding. Help me to give me wisdom. Help me to judge. Help me to to discern between good and evil. Man, how much we need that today. We're living in a time when God has given us over to a reprobate mind, and we can't even discern what's right and wrong anymore. We're calling that which is evil good, and that which is good is evil, you know? 
how desperately we need to come to God asking the very same thing that Solomon has asked for. Oh, God, you know, how can we make sense of all these things? Give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Help us to discern between good and evil. You see? And uh, and God's going to make some promises to us that he'll give it if we'll seek after him, these kind of a things. But he asked this, Solomon asked this, and it pleased God. It says in this, in this speech, please the Lord, that Solomon had asked this thing. This pleased God. Amen. He couldn't have asked for anything better than what he asked for. In verse 11, it says, And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself, long life neither hast uh, asked riches for thyself nor hast asked for the life of thine enemies but hast asked for thyself understanding and discernment and judgment behold i have done according to thy words amen lo i have given thee a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee neither after thee shall any arise like thee amen what an amazing thing this pleased god so much that he had asked for something like wisdom you know he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for uh, the demise of his enemy. You know, he didn't ask for stuff or things or anything else. All he asked for, God, give me wisdom. Give me discernment. Help me to be able uh, to judge these things. And it pleased God. I want you to look real quick at a verse in James. James chapter 4. <clears throat> James chapter 4. <coughs> Verse 3, James chapter 4, verse 3. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it on your lust. <laughs> you see that? Ye, that's, the, that's the verses. Well, what's the... Okay, let's look at the verse before that. You're in chapter James chapter 4. In verse 2, ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. That's what the scripture tells you. We have not because we ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust. Amen. We, when we pray and we ask God for anything, it should be uh, to the glory of God and for the souls of men. When we start talking about God giving us the, the things that we ask for, when he, says, when he says those things like ask, seek, knock, whatever you ask for, God's going to give it to you. You can speak to that mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and it'll be done. You know, when he starts giving those type of promises to us, you know, he, he, I take him straight up as value. Yes, we need to be praying in the will of God, seeking his will and things like this. And James, James gives us the old qualifier there. You see what I'm saying? He says, um, <coughs> you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss. And that's what he's pointing out there. To Solomon, he was so pleased that Solomon didn't did not ask amiss. You know, he didn't ask for things for himself. You know, but what he asked for was this this discernment. You know, that this wisdom. Uh, 
And it please God, I promise you, when you pray like that and ask God for wisdom and, and discernment, this is the type of prayer that God answers. And if we would ask things like that and seek the face of God, that's the type of prayer that he answers. That's the type of, type of prayer that pleases him. And, uh, and so it's very, this is very, very good. Then he says, he's answered, verse 12, Behold, I have done according to thy word. So, lo, I have given thee a, a wise and an understanding heart, so that, so that there was none like thee before or after. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked both riches and honor so that there shall show that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all the days and this is just the way that god takes care of us amen he's so pleased that that uh, solomon asked for wisdom he's so pleased he said i'm going to give you what you've asked for this is something the lord will give if you ask for wisdom, he'll give you wisdom. And it so pleased him that he didn't offer up one of these selfish kind of prayers, you know, spend it on yourself kind of a thing. He gave him the things that he didn't even ask for. You know, God blessed him like that. And I think God wants to bless us, you know, like that. It's not about acquiring things and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, when you're walking in the wisdom of God, you're going to benefit greatly from it. God's going to provide in in marvelous, marvelous ways. Even in the most desperate of times and everything, God's provision is going to be made for you, and you're going to see the hand of God at work. And I just believe that. And then he, he says, uh, he says, verse 14, And if thou wilt walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, and I will lengthen thy days. This is an amazing uh, thought as well. God will add to your days. If you wisdom, if you walk in wisdom and live in wisdom, um, God's going to extend your life. He's going to extend your days, give you more days. Um, there's a couple of verses. There's plenty of verses. I picked two of them out here that point this out but there's other verses like this as well in proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 it says my son forget not my law but let thine heart keep my commandments the idea is is you know keep his word <laughs> keep his word for length of days and a long life and peace shall they add to thee his word <laughs> You know, living in his word, keeping his word is going to add length to days, a long life it's, and peace, and it shall add, and, it, and these things shall be added to thee. In Proverbs chapter 9, verses 10 and 11, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. Isn't that amazing? And there's other verses like this. There's all kinds of verses that talk about how the God, that how God can lengthen our days and everything. That last verse, that <coughs> Proverbs chapter nine, he's talking about having the fear of God. Yeah, you know, here's the here's something we don't even see anymore. Where's the fear of God? You know, we've got preachers preaching, pastors pastoring, deacons deaking, we leaders leading with absolutely no fear of God whatsoever. No fear of God. And uh, we see the we see the the results of all of that even today, 
I think in our society, in our world today, that there's no, there's absolutely no fear of God. We, we spit in his eye. I mean, we poke a finger in his face. We dare him. We double dare him. What are you going to do about it? Kind of a thing. And, um, uh, you know, all of those things that God calls an abomination, you know, we sit there and embrace it and, and, uh, promote it and just close a blind eye to it. It's just the norms of today. And it all comes about as just because we have no fear of God anymore. But if you fear God, you fear God. It's the beginning of wisdom. You know, what are we asking for? We're asking for wisdom. Well, it's going to begin with the fear of God. And see, that's that that's that um, warning. You see, that's what some that's something that um, Solomon had here. He had that fear of God. He saw the, the task in which he was called to. He knew this was God's chosen people and the number of them were just incredible. And he saw his inadequacy to do these things. And uh, man, it, it weighed heavy on him, you know, but it's, it's the fear that he had, the fear of God that drove him to ask for these kind of things, to ask for wisdom and discernment and things. And so, but there's blessings all wrapped up in it. Just like he asked for wisdom instead of personal gain and, and possessions and all that kind of stuff. And because he asked for the, the uh, wisdom over those things, God still gave him those things and blessed him, blessed him. And God will do the same thing if we are keeping his word, walking in his word, living, living in his word. Uh, it, there's, it's the secret to many days and long life and peace and things like this. There's other verses I could take the time to look some of them up too, but God can also shorten your days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God can also shorten your days. So fear God. Amen. Fear God. And then let's see, let's wrap this thing up. And he says, and I will, and I, and if thou wilt walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as the as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. <clears throat> and Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. He just realized he had seen a dream. He had had a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and uh, offered peace offerings and made a feast uh, to all his servants. And so right there's this first step of wisdom right there. And then the story continues with other wise acts that he, what, that he did. But, but here's the deal. <clears throat> Go back to this. Remember the verse we started with, James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally and unbrighteth not and it shall be given him amen bless you god for your word god right now we ask for wisdom we need spiritual wisdom spiritual discernment give us wisdom god to discern right and wrong to discern your word to discern what you're calling, what you're calling us to do. We're needing direction. We're needing help. We're needing, uh, Lord, just your presence in everything that we do. God, hold us on the path that you have set before us, and may we remain faithful to that, that, God, we experience this lengthening of our days. We pray, believing in the name of Jesus. 
that, God, you're going to give us wisdom. And this is a prayer that pleases you. We pray believing. Amen.